0: Today I'll be talking about the blood of Jesus. Amen. I do not have time to uh, finish my message today, but uh, I will go as far as I can. The verse we're going to read this morning is uh, from the first John, the little book of first John, towards the very end of the Bible, chapter 1 and uh, verse 7. This is what we read there. But if we walk in the light... As he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus' Son cleanses us from all sin. We'll be focusing on the last sentence of that verse. The blood of Jesus' Son cleanses us from all sin. Now, the religion of Jewish people, the Judaism, was a precursor of Christianity. You know that Christianity came out of Judaism. Jesus himself was a Jewish person. And uh, their religion and the religious book is very different from all the other religions in the world. I don't know if people from other religions are here this morning. Some of you have relatives uh, that belong to other religions still. Uh, for example, Hinduism, Islam, uh, Sikhism, or uh, many of these other pantheistic religions. If you look at those religions, you can see that their concept of sin it's very different from the concept of sin in the Bible. This is what I'm saying, okay? Just pay attention to what I'm saying. Maybe I'll share only really part of my message today. But uh, but the concept of sin is very different. Because if you look at uh, uh, the summary of what Hinduism teaches, you know, they have an elaborate religious literature with thousands of books and Upanishads and Vedas and Bhagavad Gita and, and Ramayana and all these things. If you if you take a total summary of the entire teaching of Hinduism and summarize it into one sentence, their idea of sin is not what is the idea of sin in the Bible. They look at sin as ignorance. And they think sin is there because we are ignorant. So what we need to do is get enlightened. And so that's what they teach. Okay, Buddhism teaches the same thing. Jainism teaches the same thing. Even Islam, to an extent, teaches that same thing. Sin comes into our lives because of ignorance, and if uh, if we get enlightened, then we can come out of that clutches of that. But at what point you are enlightened, nobody knows. Okay, so that's an open discussion. I'm going to leave that there. Now, uh, but when you come to Bible, the Bible tells us we are sinners, not because we are ignorant. We are sinners because we are born in sin and the the, the, if you were here for the last two sundays i touched on that i don't have time to go back to it this morning so what the bible tells us is that god created adam and eve the first human beings in his own image and there and then god gave them some condition see from the beginning of history human life was conditional Blessings and curses were conditional. If you obey, there are blessings coming to it. And if you disobey, there are curses that will automatically come into your life. So God put only a simple condition for them. God made a special place for them to live called the Garden of Eden and placed them in the Garden of Eden. And uh, God told them that, hey, I have given you everything. Everything is under your control. You guys can enjoy all of this. But only one condition I am putting. You know don't eat from two of these trees you know and some people say it was an apple tree no it was not an apple tree we don't know what tree it was okay now so god said there are two trees in this garden that i have made one is called the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the second one is called the tree of life eternal life so right now you're not allowed to eat any of these fruits from these two trees So if they were never going to be allowed to eat from there, God would not have put those trees there. But that was not the time. That was a condition that attached to their life. And said, yeah, you can enjoy everything else. But you know the story. Uh, Satan came in the form of a snake and uh, enticed Eve. First to doubt God, and it's out of the doubt of the word of God that she decided to disobey the commandment of God. And then ate that fruit and gave it to her husband also, and both of them came under sin, not because they ate a fruit, but because they violated God's law. Amen. So, obedience to the law was the, what is going to bring blessing, and disobedience to the law is what bring curses. So, what they did is not, not, the sin is not eating a fruit, the sin is disobeying the law of God. And as a result of that, immediately they went under the influence of the curse, the nature changed, the personality changed, the outlook towards life changed. And from, and because... Adam was the legal representative of, uh, of the entire human race. By the way, uh, last Easter, I preached about that. Uh, uh if you want to watch that and you, you, like to study Bible more, uh, it's in, it's on Facebook and it's also on our website. You can, gatewaynyc.org. You can watch that. How? How can, you know, because many people, especially again, going by, I know time is short, but Going back to other religions, they cannot accept the fact that just because Adam sinned, all human race is sinful now. Entire humanity is sinners now. They have a tough time accepting that. But I explained that, the theology behind that, um, on last Easter Sunday. uh, Because Adam was the legal representative of the entire human being. Entire human beings. So that's why... When and, and and if I take 30 seconds more, he's the only one who got a direct breathing of God's presence into his life. Everyone else, including Eve, got it from Adam. Remember when God created Eve? It was a completely different process that God used because he took something from Adam and then formed the rest of her body around, around what he took from Adam. So every human being is related to. Adam, because he's the only person who received the breath of God directly from God. Everyone else, starting with Eve, got it from Adam. So all of us are descendants of Adam, and Adam is our legal representative. So when he violated God's law and went into curse, the entire humanity which was going to come on the face of the earth went under the curse also. And that's how we became sinners. So, what the Bible teaches is, is that whatever our hands touch us, because we are sinners, whatever our hands touch us, become unholy. If I can go that far in my message, I will explain that more to you later. So, if whatever our hands touch us, becomes unholy. Then, that, therefore, it has to be cleansed. And, and the procedure that, that God established in history for cleansing was through the act of sacrifice. And that's why the Jewish religion is so different. There are sacrifices in other religions also. We know that. But there is no so much importance of sacrifices in other religions as it is in Jewish religion. Saturday, not Saturday, Friday night we had a, uh, a couple of friends visiting us. We were talking and eventually, you know, in our in our age group, when we start talking, the talk always go to grandchildren. <laughs> okay, so we were talking about our grandchildren. They were talking about their grandchildren, um, and uh, and that sister was telling us that uh, their oldest grandchild is only four and a half years old, and and she is trying to teach him Bible stories. So she was telling him the story of uh, Adam and Eve, still teaching him, telling him story of um, Cain and Abel and Kyle how Abel was killed and 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 then she was telling you all these stories. And you know that four and a half years old boy turned to her and said, Grandma, don't tell me any more Bible stories. There is blood everywhere. (laughs) And, And we had a good laugh. We had a good laugh. But after she left, I realized what that child said is so true. There is blood everywhere in the Old Testament. You know, because It is all centered on sacrifice. If you look at the two biggest uh, uh, celebrations for the Jewish people, one is Passover and the second one is the Yom Kippur. Both of them are centered around killing animals and offering sacrifices. So there is blood everywhere in the Old Testament. And it is because of that, when we come to Jesus in the New Testament, when we are about to celebrate the Good Friday, on the day Jesus was crucified, again, it is linked to blood and that's why we talk about the death of jesus as a sacrifice because it's building up on what they started in the old testament are you with me amen so i quickly wanted to uh, show you what can the blood do i won't. i don't have time to go through the go to the next slide what can the blood, show, blood do there are six different pictures in the old testament you know i wish i had a time to share all of that Maybe I'll share the rest of it next Sunday. Okay, so come back. Alright. The first thing I want to show you, first picture I want to show you in Exodus chapter 12. Exodus chapter 12, that's a chapter where the children of Israel is getting ready to leave Egypt and become a community. They're on their own. Four hundred years, they were slaves in that nation. And finally, through Moses, God is preparing the way for them to come out of the land as a free community. They didn't become a nation right away, eventually they would become their own nation, nation called Israel. And when they are getting ready to come out, God said, I am going to do a separation. I, because Pharaoh, even though he had already seen nine plagues in his land, he was not ready to let Israel go. You know why they didn't want to let go? Because it's free labor. As slaves, they have free labor and they are busy building huge cities. So who would want to give up on free labor? So they didn't want to let them go. So finally God said, I'm going to do something that will finally melt the heart of Pharaoh and let you go. And this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to kill all the firstborns in the land of Egypt. Starting from the palace of Pharaoh all the way to the menial laborers we go, i'm going to kill the firstborn on the all the family but i don't want that to happen to you so this is what i'm going to do um, i'm asking you to do you have to take a lamb without blemish on the 10th day of the month and keep that lamb around for 4 days separate in you know, a uh, separate and the fourth uh, fourth evening which is the 14th evening i want you to kill that animal that lamb and take some of that blood of that lamb and put the, apply that blood to the doorpost of your houses. So, by midnight, the angel of death will be passing over. That's where the, where the word Passover came from. The angel of death will be passing over the entire land of Egypt. And he will be looking at each home, each home, wherever he see the blood, the mark of the blood, he will leave that home alone because for the sake of that family a lamb was killed and its blood is applied to the doorpost of that family so that will be the sign for this angel of death wherever he sees the blood of the the mark of the blood he will leave that family alone and and he will go to the next home and if the mark of the this lamb the blood of the lamb is not there the firstborn in that family will be killed and we know that that night exactly as god said All the firstborns of the Egyptian families were killed and the next morning when Pharaoh got up he found his firstborn also dead so that finally melted his heart to let the people of Israel go so what can the blood do what does the Bible say the blood can do the blood can actually become a fence that protects you are you with me this morning Amen. So today we we live in the New Testament age, we do not kill s lamb and apply the blood of that lamb on our doorpost. Even if we do that, it will have no meaning. Because that was a unique intervention in human history approved by God himself. That's why it worked that day. So don't just read that and go and kill an animal and put blood on your doorpost. It will do nothing for you. It just starts smelling later. Amen. So don't do that. But in the New Testament time when we live, we, we have a habit as Christians. We say, we bleed the blood of the Lamb of God. You see, we do not have a lamb. See, when you study in human history, it's very interesting. Because the first time a lamb was killed was in the Garden of Eden itself. After Adam and Eve uh, 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 fell into sin. So God decided to come down and show them how to do sacrifice and enter into covenant with them. And their lamb was killed for the first time. Amen. And that lamb became a, a, means of salvation for them. So, there, a lamb was killed for a family. But when we come to the Passover, we can see that again, a lamb is killed for each family. But in the, in the, when, when, when the, when we continue and when we come to the, the Yom Kippur, we will see that on the day of Yom Kippur, a lamb is killed for the entire nation. Nation. And then, when Jesus Christ came, Amen. What did John the Baptist say? Behold the lamb of God that takes away the sin of the entire world. Amen. So, it's no longer a lamb being killed for one family, it's no longer a lamb being killed for one nation. It's the lamb of God dying for the entire human race. Amen. That's why we read in 1 John chapter 1 and verse 9, verse 7 that uh, The blood of Jesus will cleanse us. Who is us? The Jewish people? No. The Americans? No. The Indians? No. The Caribbean people? No. Us means the entire human race. The blood of Jesus cleanses us from all evil. So there is only one blood that can do anything for you and for me this morning. And that is the blood of the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. That's why we sing, what can wash me white as snow? nothing but the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. So if you are washed in the blood of the Lamb of God already, why don't you lift up your hands and praise Him this morning. Hallelujah. Thank Him this morning. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When Paul was writing to the Corinthian church, he said, Our Passover lamb also has been sacrificed. And that Passover lamb is Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So what can blood do for you this morning? It can become a fence around your house. That's why when we pray we plead the blood of the, the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. When you depend on him that blood. Let me tell you that is a, a fence that nobody can penetrate. No weapon that is fashioned against you will prosper if you are living under that fence, if you are secure amen within the parameters of that fence are created by the blood of the lamb of God. No weapon that is fashioned against you will prosper. People can try to do things against you. Satan can try to do things against you. It doesn't matter. They can try as much as they want, but you are safe and secure. Hallelujah! That night when the angel of death was passing over Egypt, Israelites could hear, you know, a severe cries rising from all their neighbors because they all lost their firstborn. But they were safe. As long as they were under that blood. I'd stay there. Maybe I will, that's the only point I'm going to talk today, but uh, but I want to, I want to stay there. Let me tell you, God told them, God told them not only to apply the blood on the doorpost, He said stay inside the house. Are you with me? He said stay inside the house. Applying the blood of the lamb, of, lamb on the doorpost is not enough. You have to be inside the house. Many Christians make a mistake. They say, Yes, I pleaded the blood of the Lamb of God. Yes, I received forgiveness for my sin. But they don't want to stay inside the house. They want to go wherever they want. And then they will say, No, no, I gave my heart to Jesus five years ago. But where are you? Are you inside the house? Because God told the Israelites that night, if you come out of your house, you are open for judgment. Please listen to me folks. We have to follow God exactly as what He asked us to do. Just because we were forgiven of our sins doesn't give us license to go wherever. We want and participate in whatever we want No, then you are not staying under the blood Amen Not only the blood has to be applied But you have to stay under the blood Amen Turn to somebody and say Stay under the blood Come on, come on, come on Come on, turn to somebody and say You need to stay under the blood Amen Only then that is worth it Only then it's valuable Only then the blood can do its job Only then it can protect you Because God do not want you to go into judgment Hallelujah, many times we wonder, many times we wonder, and then say, hey, how can those people go through that? I thought they were following Jesus. You know, and we know how many churches fell fell apart these days. Even right here in the New York City, mega churches falling apart. And you wonder why, if they are worshipping God, the worship was great, you know, it was theater style, everything was going so good. So how come Jesus is not protecting them? Let me tell you, Jesus cannot protect you unless you stay under the blood. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You cannot take a license to do whatever you want. When you read about some of the what was going on in some of these churches, you know, they were not living as Christians. I'm sorry to say this, but they were not living as Christians. They had the name as Christians. Unfortunately, we live in a generation like that. So many, so many Christian people are Christians only by name. Just because somebody gave them a Christian last name, doesn't make you a Christian. You will become a Christian only when... The blood of the Lamb of God is applied upon your life. Amen. And once that blood is applied. You have to stay under that blood. Make sure you stay under that blood Because as long as you are staying under that blood Nobody will be able to do anything against you You will be protected Your children will be protected Amen Your family will be protected Your business will be protected Whatever blessing God has given you Will be protected Hallelujah Hallelujah So God want you to live like that And God want you to enjoy the blessings That he has given to you Let's make up our mind to do that. I'll share the rest of my message next Sunday. Let's all stand up in the presence of God. Hallelujah. I didn't want to go to my next point because I want this point to stay with you. Amen. I want this point to work in your life. Work in your family. That's why I didn't want to go to the next point which I will cover next Sunday. Amen. But uh, today I want to... I want to ask a question before I pray We have a number of visitors here this morning And if you have never Never come to the Lamb of God And asked him to For forgiveness of your sins Amen By his precious blood This is a good opportunity to Come to that safe haven Come to that refuge, place of refuge this morning. Because Jesus is here. He said, if any man come unto me, I will no way cast him out. He is ready to wash away your sins this morning. It doesn't matter how many sins you have committed in your life. It doesn't matter how bad you have lived until today. It doesn't matter. He is ready to wash away all the sins from your life. And help you to start a new chapter in your life. If any of you would like to surrender your life into the hand of Jesus and say, Lord Jesus, I need that. I need that. I need that. And I am ready to surrender my life into your hands, O Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. Anyone else? Anyone else want to lift up your hands as a symbol? Of making that decision in your heart. I will pray for you. Because He is here. I know His presence is here. Amen. That precious blood is still able to cleanse you completely. The blood of Jesus. The blood of the Lamb of God. Has not lost its power. It's still able to wash you white as snow. Still able to wash away all the sins from your life. And help you to start a new chapter in your life as a child of God. The moment you pray that prayer... Amen the moment you make that decision in your life God is ready to accept you into his family amen hallelujah and what he does is washes away washes away all the sins stains of sins from our life so that we become a clean slate all of us i mean all over again And so that you can become a new creation. That's why the Bible says, may any man be in Christ. He is a new creation. And God wants to make you a new creation this morning. Hallelujah. Anyone want to pray that prayer here? You can slip up your hands in the presence of God. Hallelujah amen let's pray father god i thank you lord for this hand that has gone up in your presence of oh, father i pray over oh, my dear brother of oh, god as he is uh, consecrating his life surrendering his life in your hands of oh, father i pray lord that you will be with him oh father right now even as we pray oh lord wash all the stains of sins from his life of oh, father amen Cleanse him completely and thoroughly of oh, father amen hallelujah help him to live as a child of god for the rest of his life for god wow be with him oh father lead him O oh father guide him oh father help him to start a new chapter in his life i pray for everyone else who heard my message today in the sanctuary and online i pray over all of our dear folks of oh father if anyone need to come to you lord if anyone need to their sins forgiven this morning lord i pray that your spirit will continue to work in the hearts of father lead them to a surrender in their lives lord so that they can come to you and ask forgiveness from your lord and start their life as a new creation in christ glorify your name in our lives lord in jesus precious name we pray amen 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 amen